Hi, I'm Mark. Welcome to Hunbiased. It's been a very catty 24 hours in the Hungarian Twitter sphere, with more than the usual amount of name-calling, smearing and slandering. And what's it all been about? Well, Zelensky and Orban. Or more accurately, how Orban behaved in the presence of Zelensky yesterday in the European Parliament, where the Ukraine president continued his whistle-stop tour around Europe as he appeals to his strongest supporters in Europe for more funding, for more weapons, for more anything except dialogue. Zelensky started his grand tour in the UK, where he met Rishi Sunak. He asked for fighter jets. Sunak said that nothing is off the table, which sounds like diplomatese for I'm not saying no, but I'm not saying yes either. His comments brought a response from Moscow, something basically along the lines of don't do it, there'll be a price to pay. Zelensky also spoke in Westminster to members of both Houses of Parliament. Afterwards, he crossed the Channel and met Macron in Paris. Cue more photo opportunities, more words. More, perhaps, promises from another European leader. Then yesterday, he was in Brussels, at the seat of European power. His appearance was streamed live on the net on just about every news organization channel. He turned up sporting the army fatigues he's always wearing to a throng of adoring fans eager to get close to their hero. There was a lot of handshaking, a lot of smiling faces on no-name MEPs' faces. He was greeted at the door and then led over to a group photo with the various European heads of state. Viktor Orban was in that group. And while all the European leaders clapped for Zelensky, Orban did not. And this is outrageous. This must not stand. At least this was the takeaway from all of it. Because Orban did not clap, did not wet himself with joy at the sight of the second coming of Winston Churchill, because he only shook hands, the only explanation can be is that Orban is an enemy of Zelensky, of Ukraine, of democracy. So it's another reason to hate Orban and to criticize Hungary. The world is not black and white. That mindset works up until the age of 12, and then you need to grow out of it. The Hungarian Twittersphere has never gotten that message. For the most vocal, there are only two sides. There is us and them. Us is the side of Zelensky, of endless war, of being a subservient outpost of the United States military-industrial complex. Them is the side of Russia, of unprovoked terror masterminded by Satan himself, I mean Putin. You can only be on one side, and those can only be one of the two options I just mentioned. But that world exists only in comic books. The world we live in, even the civilized European continent, is one where the only people sticking up for Hungarian interests are Hungarian. We hear non-stop about what Ukraine needs. We hear non-stop about how the war there is a war for democracy. We hear non-stop about how Ukraine is winning, and we're supposed to believe all of this even if it doesn't match up with reality. In some sense, I can understand how nations far away from the fight look on it as a simple battle between good and evil. But in Hungary, we're far closer. And we had history with Ukraine before February the 24th of 2022. The Ukraine Hungary knows is not the sanitized, edited and censored version that the world has been shown for the last 11 months. The west of Ukraine is home to a Hungarian minority, 
an ethnic population that has lived there for hundreds of years. Don't forget that before World War I, that region was part of Austro-Hungary, specifically the Hungarian part of that empire. Over the past decades, that ethnic minority has suffered discrimination at an institutional level. Overt racism, overt xenophobia, overt hatred. Kiev, sorry, Kiev, has done F all to put a stop to this. It has done nothing to protect an ethnic minority in Ukraine, rather it has ignored the plight of the locals there. It has taken a nothing to see here, just move on attitude to the nastiness and vile behavior. So when Orban meets Zelensky, what's he supposed to do? Smile? Say, God, you're awesome, let's take a photo together? He obviously can't do that because in the eyes of the Hungarian government, the Zelensky-led regime is openly anti-Hungarian. His actions, or inaction, continues the suffering the ethnic Hungarians have to bear. Hungary is right to remember that. No one else will protect Hungarians, so it's up to the Hungarian government to do so. Orban is still the only European leader to continually talk about peace, about how there needs to be a ceasefire so there can be dialogue. All the others are cheerleading a war machine that has cost more than 100,000 Ukrainians their lives so far. That figure was once stated by Ursula von der Leyen in a rare moment of truth in the European Parliament. And because the European Parliament is such a bastion of transparency, of truth and of honesty, soon after she gave that talk, I think the same day, the European Parliament edited the video of the event to cut that piece of information out. That figure is surely much higher now. Perhaps it stands at 120 or 150,000 people dead. That is an enormous number of people. That is over 120,000 families that have been destroyed through war. Countless people who have lost their friends, brothers, sons, fathers, and so on. It will take generations to heal the wounds of this war, yet no one is calling out for the bloodletting to cease. I should add that Orban is the sole voice in Europe talking about peace, about dialogue, and for that he receives criticism, which is hilarious. Around the world, the situation is different, of course. While the mainstream media like to tell us that the entire world is on Ukraine's side, that's simply not true at all. Yes, the United States, Canada, and Europe are on Ukraine's side. But venture further afield, to Africa, to Asia, to South America, and you will find continents filled with countries that are either on Russia's side or simply don't care either way which Slavic brother comes out of this fight less scathed by war. The reality is that there are 30 countries for whom the Ukraine war has been turned into the latest thing to latch onto. And there are 160 countries who simply DGAF. Anyway, Zelensky and Orban met. Orban didn't fall over himself to worship Zelensky, and that brought out the knives on Twitter. Sobolj Pony is one of the more well-known Hungarian journalists. He is very anti-Orban, which is fine. Journalists should be highly critical of the government to keep him on their toes. But many of his takes are ridiculous, like the one yesterday that referred to a tweet sent out by Orban. Orban tweeted, 
Important UCO today with President Zelensky. Hungary will continue to provide humanitarian and financial support to Ukraine. We support an immediate ceasefire in order to prevent the further loss of human lives. Hungary belongs to the peace camp! Exclamation mark. And then Sobolchpani tweeted, Interesting choice of words. Stalin's chief propagandist Andrei Zhdanov divided the world into two camps, the imperialistic war camp led by the US and the democratic peace camp led by the Soviet Union. Fighting the imperialists was called struggle for peace or peace fight. Sobolchpani is awesome. That's obviously an insane stretch and connection to make that uh, a tweet in English by Orban Viktor obviously is done in the style of Stalin's number one PR dude. That's hilarious, but that is Hungarian objective journalism for you. Going against the grain is tough. Being the only leader in Europe to stump for peace has to be very frustrating, but it's the only path open to Orban. Like I've said many times, we don't live in a kind, generous, caring world where countries do good things for each other because it's the right thing to do. No, countries are governed by self-interest. If it wasn't in Germany's interests, Greece would never have been accepted into the EU. If it wasn't in the USA's interest, America would not have decided to blow up the Nord Stream pipeline and by doing so cause real long-term problems for Germany. American and Germany are allies, but America's needs come first. When it comes to Hungary, there are no other countries protecting our interests. There is nothing wrong with standing up for our self-interests or making it clear that Budapest doesn't like Kyiv for the way it treats the Hungarian minority. That still doesn't change the fact that there is war, that Hungary is now home to several hundred thousand Ukrainians who are looked after by Hungary and live amongst Hungarians. Kyiv is angry that Hungary is not a gung-ho participant in the war, but Kyiv has never thanked Hungary for its generosity in looking after all of these Ukrainian citizens. A generosity that should never have been expected of Hungary, considering how Ukraine has treated and continues to treat its Hungarian minority in the west of the country. I couldn't care less how Orban acts around Zelensky. He's not supposed to be in the Zelensky fan club, and I don't mind that their meeting was a little frosty. That's okay. Ukraine deserves nothing from Hungary. He should be grateful the country is taking care of so many of his citizens. But then again, I would think that. I'm unbiased. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. More tomorrow.